Hallelujah. Because God is the greatest power, I shall never be defeated. The word of God says, he who is in us is stronger than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. So we ought to lean on that one that is stronger, that one that is greater. The greater one is in us. Amen. Father, we thank you, God, that your record is perfect. We thank you, God, that you are one and oh. You've won every victory, every battle. And God, you've lost not a single one. And thank you, God, that you love us enough that you give us victory. That if we belong to you, we too are victorious. Now, God, speak to our hearts. Minister to us, God, so that we can know your great power in our lives. Father, I thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. If you know God is a great power, just clap your hands. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. It's a blessing to look out and see each and every one of you. If you're able, may I ask you to please stand and open your Bibles to the book of Luke, the 18th chapter. We'll read verses 35 through 43. Luke, the 18th chapter, verses 35 through 43. Amen. Luke is the third book of the gospel. And this is the word of God. Then it happened. As he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Amen. You may be seated. Father, how we thank you, God, for this word, how we thank you, God, for this testimony, how we thank you, God, for the great move of God in our lives. And thank you, God, that because you are who you are and because you've never been defeated, we're on the winning team. We bless you now and ask that you would speak to our hearts in this place and minister to our very spirits. Father, use me as a vessel of your service. We thank you now for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All praises to God. We are indeed glad to be back home, and we would like to thank each and every one of you uh, for being um, present today. I'd like to publicly thank Pastor Stephen for ministering and sharing the word with us last week. Also, I'd like to thank Minister Kathy for bringing the word uh, while my wife and I were out of town in Virginia. Uh, Bishop and Dr. Natalie um, send their love and thank you for your prayers and your encouragement. Continue to lift them up. Continue to pray for them. Uh, and th thank you for your well wishes. Amen. 
Today, I want to speak to us from the topic, there is a blessing in your pressing. There is a blessing in your pressing. Um, over the last couple of weeks as I've been traveling, I've ended up in several rental cars. And each time I turned the car on, the radio would come on. And I discovered a little bit about the person who had been in the car before me, if you don't mind. Uh, they all had very different musical taste than I had. And AJ, as I struggled to find a radio station that was a bit more to my liking, I discovered that the singers, the programmers, and the commercials that were on those stations all seemed a bit desperate. They all seemed a bit desperate, and they were all desperate for different things. Some were desperate for power. Some were desperate for fame. Some were desperate for money. Some were desperate for love. And a few others were desperate for things that shall be nameless on Sunday morning service. Amen. Um, and the more I thought about it, it made me wonder uh, with uh, uh, what are some of us as Christians desperate for? What are some of us as believers desperate for? And I ask this question because our desperation will drive our thoughts. Our desperation will drive our actions. And our desperation will drive our behaviors. Amen? For example, uh, um, some desperation causes us to go to the kitchen at 12.30 in the morning to fulfill that sweet tooth. Amen, amen. We keep going. But desperation is not all bad. Amen? Especially when your 20-year class reunion is coming up and you need to lose a few more pounds to fit into that dress that you already purchased. Amen? So desperation is not all bad. The question is, what is it for? Amen. Especially when that desperation causes you to press and to move forward and to go hard towards something. Amen. And that's what we find in our story here today. We find a person that pressed for Jesus Christ. We find a person that pressed for his blessing. And the scripture teaches us that because he pressed, he got just what he needed. Bible teaches us in our scripture, and it says this. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain man, blind, sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who went before him warned him that she should be quiet. And he cried out all the more, son of David. Have mercy on me. This is a, a classic story where an individual finds themselves just like the guy that we've been talking about for the first month of the year, lame by the, by, the, by the gate, beautiful gate. He was a beggar, and he needed somebody to help him. And this guy finds himself in the very same situation, a very similar situation, that he was blind, and he needed someone to help him. And in this story, we find that he had a desperate situation and that he became desperate for his healing. Amen. And so um, he lived a life of status quo, uh, a life of same old, same old, day after day after day. Some of us in this room are familiar with that. We know about it. You go to the same old job, the same old way, doing the same old things each and every day. And you get the same old result, receiving the same old pay, eating lunch with the same old people, talking about the same old things, making the same old complaints day after day. 
addressing the same obstacles, the same old way, day after day after day. And very similar to this lame man that we're studying, similar to this, uh, uh, to this uh, blind man, his situation didn't change day after day after day. Now, if anybody can relate to this or see yourself in this picture frame, why should we expect anything different if we don't have a different action? Amen? Because if we've learned, if any, if we've learned anything, we've learned that if nothing changes, nothing changes. Amen? And that if we keep doing the same old thing, we're going to keep on getting the same old results. Amen? And so we need to ask ourselves, is there something different I need to do to get the blessing that I'm seeking after? This guy found himself in a situation where he had an opportunity to do something different, something that he had never had an opportunity to do. No doubt he was a beggar, so the scripture teaches us that. So every day he asked somebody for something, asked him for a handout, and that became the best that he could expect. But when Jesus showed up, he realized that there was a little bit more that he could expect. When Jesus showed up, he realized there was a little bit more that he ought to ask for. And we find that in the story that he asked Jesus to have mercy upon him. Now, what we find in this story is that there were some who uh, didn't agree with his method. There were some that didn't agree with his madness. And there were some that didn't think it was appropriate for him to seek Jesus at this particular time. But what we know in the story, if we look at Jesus' life, he was always being interrupted by those who needed a little bit more of him. And it's interesting that every time somebody called out to him, every time somebody reached out to him, every time somebody made it known that, Jesus, I need a little bit more of you, he always answered. There's a story about a woman who had an uh, issue of blood, and the scripture teaches us that this woman went after Jesus and that she, he was in the crowd and she pressed her way through the crowd, most likely on her knees trying to get to Jesus. And then when she got to Jesus, she touched the hem of his garment. And the scripture says that she was healed immediately upon touching the hem of Jesus' garment. And, and that lets us know that, that sometimes, y'all, we need to press we need to strain towards that thing that we need from Jesus. Amen. And so um, getting the same old thing that you've always gotten might be good for some people. But for those of us who belong to Jesus Christ, for those of us who have been saved, for those of us who have been redeemed, change is essential in order for us to be what the Lord died for us to become. Amen. Change is essential. He comes into our heart and he changes us. He takes over. He takes up residence in our hearts and in our spirits and becomes a leader of our lives. Amen. So he comes into us to change us and to make us different. Now, there are a few essentials that I'd like to lift up that we need to have if we want to have a press in our spirit, that if we want to press towards the Lord, there are a few things that we need to that that need to show up. Uh, if we are pressing for a blessing. So in this guy's situation, it was physical blindness. But perhaps in yours and mine, it might be spiritual blindness. Amen? But guess what? Blindness is still blindness. And blindness is where you can't see what you need to see. Amen? And so this guy had a physical blindness, and he sought Jesus for it. 
And y'all, same with us. Maybe we need, we might have a spiritual blindness, but guess what? The result is still the same. We ought to seek Jesus to heal us from that thing. Amen. So this man was blind, and that's one of the things that makes this story so powerful. And it's something that we can learn from this blind beggar since he had to rely on faith. So the first thing, if we want to get this blessing from our pressing, is um, if you have to see it first, we have to know it's not faith. If you have to see the answer first, then it's not faith. Sometimes we have to press even when we can't see it. And, 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 and the ministers have spoken about it this morning, that the fog outside is pretty thick. The fog outside makes your visibility a little bit limited. And if you were on Highway 3 and you were maybe a mile away and you looked down the road, it looked like there was nothing there. If you were on Highway 3 and you looked down the road, it looked like maybe abundant love was not here. But if you kept coming... And maybe you had to come at 20 miles an hour instead of 40 or 50. If you kept coming, you eventually made it to the destination that you were seeking. It didn't mean that it wasn't there, AJ. We just couldn't see it, amen? It didn't mean that it did not exist. We just couldn't see it, amen? But we kept going in faith, believing that we would get to the place that we're trying to get to, amen? So we need to keep on coming, we need to keep on pressing, and we need to know that just because we don't see it right now doesn't mean it does not exist, amen? So that blessing that you're looking for doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you can't see it right now doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you can't put your hand on it right now doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you can't, you know, see the colors and all that that goes along with it does not mean it does not exist. But that's what faith is. Faith, a simple definition for faith is when we believe God can do for us what we can't see. This story is told in several gospels, this story of, of blind individuals getting their sight. And in most of them, the blind men responded not to what they saw, but they responded to what they heard. And the scripture that reminded me of the scripture that says, faith comes by hearing and then hearing by the word of God. And guess what? We're in the right place because we're getting the word of God. And what I pray is that our faith is strengthened by the word of God that we're hearing. Amen. So you, we might not can see it, but our faith is strengthened because the word of God says just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Amen. In fact, it lets us know that we are operating in faith. Amen. So this guy found himself hearing about Jesus. He, he heard a commotion. Scripture says he heard a commotion, he heard some noise, and he asked what was going on, and they said, Jesus is passing by. And, he's, and, and it wasn't just that they said Jesus was passing by, but there had to be some prior knowledge to what Jesus had done. Maybe he had heard about him healing the lame man. Maybe he had heard about him uh, uh, straightening the withered man's hand. Maybe he had heard about him healing uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law. Maybe he had heard about him raising Lazarus up. Maybe we don't know what he had heard, but he had heard something that caused him to believe that Jesus could do something in his life. And my question is, what have you heard about what Jesus can do? Have you heard that he can do something in your life? Have you heard that he did something in somebody's life? Have you heard that he's still moving? Have you heard that he's still doing miracles? Have you heard that he's still a way maker? Amen. So we have to ask ourselves, what have we heard about Jesus and how does that press us towards him? We don't have to see it all the time, but we have to believe it by faith 
because when we believe it by faith, then we put ourselves in the place where he can hear us. Amen. The second thing when we get our blessing because of our pressing is you got to get out of your comfort zone sometime. Some of us are missing our blessing. It's right within reach, but we can't get it because we won't get out of our comfort zone. And I, 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 many of us, our blessing is right there. God's got it ready for us, but he wants to know, are we going to believe him for it and are we going to press to get it? Amen. This blind man took a chance on Jesus and it paid off for him. Amen. He took a chance and it brought him into the presence of the awesome and mighty God. Amen. But he had to get out of his comfort zone. He was most likely comfort sitting there on the side of the road in his place. He couldn't see, but he kind of figured out his space. He knew who was around. He knew what was safe. He knew where he could go without getting into trouble. So he was in a comfort zone. But he understood that Jesus was passing by and that in order to get more than what he had been getting, he had to step out on faith. Amen. He had to get out of his comfort zone. And, and can you see somebody saying Jesus is passing by and he says, Jesus, I, I know I heard about him. Jesus, I've seen I've, I've heard what they what he could do. And maybe, you know, and, and I love how it seems that individuals who may not may have one sense that's not there. Others are more uh, acute. It's perhaps when he heard Jesus' voice, he, could, he, he couldn't see him, but he knew which way to go. He couldn't, he couldn't reach out and touch him, but he knew which way to head because that sense had let him know that Jesus was there. Amen? And so we need to seek after him with every sense that we have so that we can get to him. Amen? But sometimes in order to do it, we have to get out of that comfort zone. When I go back and talk about the lady with the issue of blood, the scripture teaches us that she forced her way through the crowd, that the crowd was thick, so thick that when he touched, when she touched Jesus, the disciples said, Jesus, are you serious? People are all around you. People are pressing up against you. But she didn't let that stop her. She went through the crowd and no doubt maybe even had to get on her knees to get to Jesus. No doubt maybe had to squeeze through and push somebody to the side and, and get there. But she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. She got just what she needed. She had to get out of her comfort zone. Just think if she would have been saying, well, I'm, I'm here and Jesus is over there. And if he just comes this way, I'm going to get my blessing this time. If he comes over here and comes down my row, I'm going to get this blessing this time. But what if Jesus went a different way and she missed her blessing one more time? Scripture says she had spent everything she had trying to get well. Jesus was her last ditch effort. Jesus was the last resource that she could trust. And she went after it with all of her heart. And she got out of her comfort zone to get the blessing. Amen. The next thing that we have to do is sometimes we have to ignore their voices in order to hear his voice. We have to ignore their voices in order to hear his voice. The scripture tells us in Luke 18 and 37, so they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who went before him warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Can you imagine Jesus being in the room? Can you imagine the, the awe that fell over everybody? Can you imagine them seeing him heal and seeing him deliver and seeing him cast out demons? They had to be in awe. And this guy crawled out and he says, Jesus, <laughs> include me too. 
And they said, man, hush, be quiet, man. This ain't your day. This ain't your place. It's, you blind. You don't know what you, you, you don't, you don't just show me messing with Jesus. But how many of you know Jesus came so we could mess with him? I, I know that's not correct grammar, but he came so that we can reach out to him. I know that he came so that we can get saved by him. He came so that he can deliver those who would reach out to him. We got to press towards the only one that won't let us down, the only one who can meet all our needs, the only one who has all power in his hand, who is the only one who is the greatest power, hallelujah, who's never been defeated, amen. We got to get into a position. So they said, Jesus, be quiet. I mean, uh, Bartimaeus, be quiet. Hush, don't be calling his name. And he didn't let that stop him. He didn't let their voices stop his voice. He didn't let their voice keep him from hearing Jesus' voice. He called out and said, Jesus, have mercy. And they said, man, shh, 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 quiet. You know how we do, we, we're at a concert or we're, we're in an in a auditorium and the speaker's speaking and or maybe at our, our children's program at school and they're about to say their big speech and somebody's clapping real, shut, shut, hush up, I need to hear what's going on. And, and, and it seemed inappropriate at the time, but it was more appropriate than we would ever know that he would call on Jesus, that he would call out for Jesus. And, and the voice that he heard the most was Jesus when he says, bring him to me. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? And Jesus says, your faith has made you whole. How many of you know that if he had listened to the voices that said, be quiet, if he had listened to the voices that said, Jesus ain't thinking about you. If he had listened to the voices that said, you'll never be anything. If he had listened to the voices that said, man, be quiet, you're out of order. That he would have never gotten his blessing. But because he had a precedent spirit to get to Jesus. Because he had a, a bold spirit that says, I got to get to Jesus. This is my last shot. I, I don't know what else to do. I'm going for broke. And if it breaks me, okay. But Jesus... Help me in this situation. Sometimes we have to ignore their voices in order to hear his. We have to get out of our comfort zone in order to get to a place where we can hear the Lord. The scripture suggests that God does sometimes respond to our desperation. The scripture in Psalm 61 says, Hear our cry, O Lord. There's another scripture uh, down in, uh, there's another scripture in Luke 5. And 18 that talks about, 18 and 5 that talks about this widow who came to the judge. And the widow, the judge was unjust. And this widow came to him and said, look, I need you to resolve my situation. He said, girl, get out of here. I ain't thinking about you. And, and the scripture said that the woman said, okay, ain't going nowhere. I'm just going to sit right here until you sit, fix my situation. And every, I'm, 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 no doubt one case went by. And then she stood up and <laughs> made her plea. He said, sit, sit down. And another case went by. She stood up and made her plea. He said, sit down. And another case came by, made her plea. And, and he says, you know what? You're getting on my last nerve. What is your petition? Let me get this thing out of the, the scripture said that because she bothered him, because she didn't give up, because she was persistent, he answered her request. And Jesus is the one telling this story. Jesus says, now, if the unrighteous judge would do that, Think of what I would do for you. Think of what I would do for you. So there's, and the scripture says that there are some kind that come by prayer and fasting. Amen. There's some that you got to go the extra mile in your relationship with God. 
there's some that you need, God needs to hear your heart a little bit more, amen, in order to get that deliverance, amen. So we got to know that God is able, he's willing, and he's ready to heal us and to deliver us from the situation, amen. And here's the last thing when I ask about our blessing for our pressing. Is there evidence of your effort? Is there evidence of your effort? In the woman, in Luke 8 and 44, it says, this, she came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. And immediately, her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus says, who touched me? Her press was so strong. Her desire to get healed was so, so strong that when she touched Jesus, Jesus looks around and says, somebody touched me. Power, virtue went out of me. And, and, and this is the piece that I want us to get. This guy in this situation reached out and Jesus, you know, heard him and told him to come. But if you're so desperate, if you have so much faith, if you believe in your heart that sometimes you can get blessed and Jesus didn't even participate in it. Now, I don't want to say that the wrong way, but what I'm saying is her faith, her faith caused Jesus her faith to touch Jesus caused her to be healed. And Jesus wasn't, didn't know she was present, didn't know she was, you know, didn't you know, know that she was pressing in or whatever. He didn't know it and acknowledge it until after it happened. I want you to know that our faith can put us in a place where we can get the blessing that we need, that we can tug on Jesus' heart so. We can tug on his robe so. We can tug on his power so that our faith in connection with Jesus Christ, can cause us to be blessed. And so my question is, is there effort? Is there evidence of your effort? In the woman's situation, no doubt her knees were scraped up or her garment was dirty from crawling through the crowd. In Bartimaeus' situation, no doubt he was able to see at the end of it. No doubt those in the crowd saw him. In the, in the situation where the Guys brought their friend. No doubt that person was able to take up their bed and walk. There were many who went after Jesus, and when they saw him, they got their blessing. There were many that chased after Jesus, and when they found him, they got their blessing. And for those of us in this room today, if you got a situation, if you got an issue, if you have a concern, if you got a, a health concern, if you got need a healing, go after Jesus. I'm not saying um, go to your doctor, keep your appointments, but as you go, go after Jesus. As you go, speak to Jesus. As you go, invite Jesus with you. As you go, trust Jesus. As you go, believe that Jesus is able to heal you from that situation. And you will find that maybe others, it didn't work for them, but it can work for you, amen, because God is with you, amen, because he's the greatest power. He's the strongest one. He's the greater one. And he who is in us is stronger than he who is in the world. Our, our prayer today is that as you are going through life and as you are facing your situations and as you are dealing with what you're dealing with, press in to Jesus because there is a blessing in pressing. There is a blessing as you seek him. There is a blessing in him answering our prayers. He's ready, he's willing, and he's able to meet every need according to our riches, his riches in glory. He's a great God. He's a powerful God. He's a strong God. He's a mighty God. And he's ready to answer your prayer. All we got to do is reach out to him. And again, the scripture says, Jesus says, you know, the guy, the guy whose son, they couldn't cast out the demon, the disciples. He says, Jesus, how come they couldn't do it? 
And they said, Jesus, how come we couldn't do it? He says, some come by prayer and fasting. In other words, sometimes we're going to have to take that thing to the next level. We got to take our prayer life to the next level. We have to take our devotion life to the next level. We got to take our spiritual life to the next level. And I ask the question, what's the evidence of it? If we're expecting God, is there evidence that proves, that says, yes, we went after him with everything in our heart. Yes, we went after him with everything in our mind. Yes, we went after him with our whole heart. Jesus is ready to answer your prayer because there's a blessing in your presence. Amen.